Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. And welcome, folks, to another edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown, focused on the defense with Vance Bedford. A little later today, that's Al. It's Al Borges' part. Al pushed us all the way down, but we're here. We're ready for Vance. You know, I mean, I tell the truth. I tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. I tell the truth, people. But we had to bring you what you want. So we got to start out this show in a special way, though. Uh Uh-oh. See, we got to start out in a special way, Vance. Come on, you know I was going to do it. See, Vance has sayings, let's ride, right? You know, DA, we learned about DA. We know all of Vance's sayings. But see, you folks don't know about get on the train. See, we need you to get on the train. This is one of Vance's old sayings. I got to bring it up so the people know what Vance is all about. My man Vance, I didn't know he doubled as a motivation. <laughs> Vance Bedford in all his glory right here, right now, on the Michigan Football Breakdown focused on the defense. This is Vance Bedford right here. So, Vance was, you gave the fans at Louisville a little bit of motivation to get on the train, right? That's right. Told them to get out of the the parking lot and quit drinking and get their butts in our stadium. That's filled up, and we did, and we started rolling. Lost two games in two years. So, we going to share this. Maybe we share this window right here. We roll. You hear it? We got to roll. Like Hearing it? Get on the train. Because yeah. Coach Strong got it coming. Because right now, the light at the end of the tunnel is not safe. It's not safe. The future is coming. If you're in the way, we're going to roll right through you. So get on the train now. So all you people on the side, if you're on the side, it's coming. Coach Strong got the train rolling. We got the guys. We got some great recruiters, some great rec- some coaches on their staff. We're getting the right people here. We're going to get it back to what it's supposed to be. We expect for that stadium to be 55,000, standing room only. People are on the gate, let me in. Let me in. Why? Because the train is rolling. So anybody out there, I can't tell you what's going to happen right now, but it's coming. Get on board or get out the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I was off my mind back then. I was young and had a lot of it's not safe, fans. It, uh, wasn't, it safe. wasn't safe. It, and, and people rolling that stadium, it wasn't safe for them either, man. We took care of a whole lot of folks. Oh, man. Vans, fans, Come on, man. Hey, you sound like a motivational speaker over there, fans. Yeah. People have been trying to get me to do that for years. I said, no, that's not my style. I'm going to stay at home. <laughs> Hey man, yeah. hey, that was that was young fans right there, man. You like yes, still play. Okay. Long it like a long time ago. <laughs> Everybody said it's not safe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Come yeah. on, we got hey man. That's the new saying. Get on the train. Get on the train. Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, folks. Michigan football breakdown focused on the defense with Vance Bedford. We break down Michigan football. 
Hey, did you know? Wait, you know who watches, who listens to us breaking down Michigan football? I got another one for you, man. See, I I I didn't even tell you about this one. So come to find out, we got a little bit of a shout out over on the Big Ten Network. You know, we got a big shout out on the Big Ten Network, man. We got a shout out on the Big Ten Network. We gonna sh- a little bit later on in the show. We gonna have to play the shout out. See, they they told me that old Jim Harbaugh had a little shout out. So we gonna have to bring that to the people before <laughs> you know. Hey, we gonna have to bring it to the people, man. We gonna have to before the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. It's coming. In the meantime, in between time, the Wolverines wound up in a bit of a dog fight. Right now, it wasn't a long it wasn't a long dog fight for the Maze and Blue. Right, they got it under control, but it seemed like one of those weekends, you know, whether it was Texas or Florida State or Bama or Georgia, some of the top teams in the country wound up tussling with teams that people expected them to beat handily. So I, I'm curious, as you watched Michigan, what did you see? Did you feel like they came out flat? Was it was it a great plan by by Bowling Green? What did you feel like watching that game? I think it was both. It came out a little flat, and the game plan that Bowling Green had really slowed us down. They gave us a lot of formations, formations to the boundary. They gave us motions. They did a lot of things that would affect us defensively, and it made a lot of guys have to think about what they had to do. And so it takes away some of the aggressive play from what we're doing defensively right now. And then on offense, we had a few turnovers, which, again, we hadn't seen from our offense. And we just, we've been rolling through people. And Bowling Green defensively, really, they weren't that good. But yet they kind of slowed us down early and had us a little bit rattled. No one knew what was going on. The fans, the defensive players, like, what? This, this is not us. This is not Michigan football. And so once we kind of calmed down, we hit them in the mouth. Like Mike Tyson said, when you hit them in the mouth, they all turn around. That's exactly what happened in the second half. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was a game where it, it felt like we saw more guys running open in the secondary than we've seen in the first two weeks combined. It was – you know, there was the the third and fifteen play, where that that wasn't necessarily on 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 the outside guys, but man, a whole area of the field vacated on third and fifteen. Just it felt like we had more instances like that in this game. Vance, you're a coach. Did you see it that way too? I did. I mean, again, the formations that we saw in this ball game, at times they would just spread us out and looking to hit the open guy. And certain times, because we try to disguise a lot of things. We had some young guys in there, and, again, they couldn't count to three. And they couldn't reach the quarterback because we're more of a zone team than a man team. So when you're a zone team, you still got to see the quarterback to break on the football on a play you're talking about. It was third down and 15. They were in three-by-one spray formation. They were from the sideline to sideline. They had to spray it over the place. We are showing a, a blitz. And we had good pressure, but the linebacker and the safety was slow to react. And it should have been an eight, maybe eight-yard game. It was a 15-yard game because of the execution of the linebacker and, and the uh, safety, again, not recognizing what was happening and when to break on the football. And that happened quite a bit in the first half. We had those kind of mistakes in the first half. Did you feel like watching that when guys were open, the third and 15 was a bust, clearly. But as guys were running open, were guys just getting beat most of the time that happened? Or was it a, 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 an instance where guys were – where you saw had guys busting out there? What did you see? On one play, it was a dropped ball. It would have been a touchdown. The guy got double moved. Okay? 
there are some other times when it didn't really look like it, but they just ran by us. But we had such great pressure up front, it never really showed its head. So if I'm an opponent and I'm saying these things, I'm saying, why is Michigan having problems with these formations and with these plays? So if it's part of what we already do to a certain degree, I'm going to make sure I put it in my game plan. So you're going to see formations of the boundary, which we talk about every single week. We're going to see more RPOs. We, on, on some of the videos we broke down, the telestrations, we showed a counter in the RPO, and the counter broke for about, about 10 yards. So the defensive end and the linebacker played their part right. But the defensive end, where the counter came to, he, it was like a bullfighter. He just totally whiffed and missed everything. And the ball, they kicked out the corner, turned over 15 yards. We're going to see that. Why? Because Penn State and, and Maryland, they're an RPO team. So we need to get some things cleaned up. There's some things that Bowling Green, if they had better players, they might have hurt us in this ball game. But they're in the MAC. We're in the Big Ten. Big Ten talent, MAC talent. That's what's supposed to happen. That's what we saw. But if it was a Big Ten versus Big Ten talent, that game could have gone to the fourth quarter easily. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to get the the straight no chaser uh, analysis from Vance. The non-conference is over. You watch this team for three games. Lay out for me what you like about this defense, what it does well, and then lay out for me the the coaching points as you enter conference play against Rutgers, the things you feel like needs to be tightened up. Up front seven's been outstanding in our first three ball games. I mean, the down guys, again, we have depth. They play a lot of guys. They play with great aggressive fundamentals. And I'm saying fundamentals because the technique you see is there. It's outstanding. The linebackers playing better right now than any time they did last year, which I think is important. That eliminates big plays in the run game. Uh, I think we were missing some key guys in the secondary right now. I think people are looking at that. And I'm not taking anything away from the guys that are playing. There's a reason why you have starters and you have guys who rotate in. We lose, we missing two key guys who played a lot of ball for us last year. They need to be out there. They're going to come back. They're going to be rusty. I'm sorry. You can't miss – you can't play 10 snaps a game and figure I'm going to come in and I'm going to play 60 snaps. It doesn't work that way. You're going to be rusty. You're going to be tired. And people are going to try to find ways to attack our secondary right now. Until they show us they can hold up on certain situations, we're going to, we're going to see the ball in the air off a of play action pass, max protect, sprint out pass, bootlegs. And, again, people are going to start attacking us into the boundary. I've seen some things into the boundaries that's there that Bowling Green just couldn't take advantage of but couldn't protect from our front. So that's what I see going forward. Now, Rutgers, they don't believe in throwing the football, so we're going to be okay. They're going to run the football. It might be third and 31. They're going to run the football. What's the Shiano's going to do? They play really good defense, good special teams. They might throw the ball 12 or 15 times a game. and It just – they don't have a quarterback that can beat us. So, again, it's going to be a defensive battle. They're going to find ways to try to pressure our quarterback and hopefully – we don't throw some bad passes like we did in this past ball game, and make much drive the length of the field. I'm looking for a 24 to 10 win by uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, folks, if you have questions for Van, start putting them in the comments now. We'll make sure that we we get to them like we always do toward the end. I see some of you lining up the questions already. Uh, the rest of you who might have some, start adding them in now. You know, I hear you kind of characterize this defense some some tendencies and part of me wonders is that you know is that a good thing that you're able to dial them up so well when you talk about when they pressure how they pressure from where they pressure 
you have a good bead on that. Is that going to be a – do you think that they're just showing what they do um, – uh, in you know what what they can do uh, down in and down out game in and game out and holding some stuff back, or do you think we're we're seeing what they are and other teams are really seeing what they are too and that might be a problem down the line from a scouting perspective. Well, that was our foundation last year. We lightning was a big call and bringing you know the nickel sand was a big call. That's our that's part of our base. Uh, cover four quarters. That's part of our base. So you're seeing our base defense. It's like building a house. You want to make sure your foundation is strong. That's part of our foundation, who we are. And so we're going to continue to run that for the rest of the season. That's part of it. But we have some other things we can do. We do a, quite a few things, especially on third and long, second and long. And we'll see more of those things coming along. I mean, I think I've seen maybe one corner blitz so far this year. Last year, we would see a corner blitz once or twice every ball game. So he's kind of held that back because why he hasn't, he hasn't needed that. But for right now, Sam, if I'm playing the University of Michigan, I'm saying that I'm going to see a lot of field pressure. Therefore, I am going to attack the boundary with my run game and my pass game. If I give you formation to the boundary, if you ever have to watch out, walk out of back or bring in a nickel back, if he stays to the field, I know right now what's going on. So anytime you go formation to the boundary and nickel stays to the field, that means you either got a field pressure or you run some kind of zone coverage. So that's why you do that because I used to be a big field guy. So I used to always have to work on, and they gave me formation to the boundary. How can I disguise it so people don't know where it's coming from? So that's a big part of it, too. So we're going to continue to see that. And I think we might see more throws into the boundary. One counter play to hit back to the short side of the field went for 10 yards. It was off of RPO. And it was a great scheme. And we didn't execute well up front that particular play. Our defensive end supposed to spill the counter. Well, he, he spilled nobody. I mean, he was the invisible man on that play. He hit, they, they could have just went around him and, and kept going and, and blocked everybody. Luckily, the, the big guy, he just said, I don't block him anyhow. But, again, that's something that has to be cleaned up. I mean, you tell a guy, keep it on wrong shoulder anymore because a lot of guys got their shoulders blown out by doing that. You tell a guy that hit him flush but went inside by staying square and try to get the second puller. Well, he went down inside. Like I say, the invisible man showed up on that play. He hit nobody. And so they had clean blocks on everybody. Yeah, I, you know, this is one of the things we we went over in the film study. I, I even wondered and asked you aloud as we were we were going through it. You know, was he trying to wrong shoulder it, or was he get, did he get caught peeking trying to go after the ball and and kind of miss his assignment? It, it was it, it was questionable to me. It was one of those. He closes eyes, Sam. He closes eyes, Sam. <laughs> That's what, call call it what it is. Yeah, he, had, he was a nine technique. The tight end got a clean, clean release on the backer, pin the backer. He can see what's coming. When a tight end goes flat like that, he knows right now somebody's pulling a block him. That's just a common sense of playing that position. That tight end goes flat, I'm getting a puller. Either front side puller or front side or back side puller. So he got the long puller, so he knows he got time and distance to correct his path and hit that guy down the middle. He went so flat inside, he hit nobody. I mean, so that's something you got to get ready for because, again, you playing Rutgers. I haven't seen any offense. They're running football team. So if I'm Rutgers, if I do run a counter, that plays in for this ball game off the RPO look and see can they hold up. I'm going to run this play. You know, I got to ask you before we get to the I mean, Michigan's offense. Michigan's offense has been very, very good this season, right? From from the standpoint of they taking care of the football. They haven't turned it over. 
right? Have have there been some uh, some plays left on the on the field in the first couple games? Of course there were, but by and large they have put their defense in great position. Not so much in this in this past game. So what what did you think of what you saw from Michigan's offense in this last game? Your quarterback trying to make great plays. I'm I'm not a person I like for you to make great plays. Just do your job and execute. That is a great play. When you're playing outside of what's being asked of you, you make mistakes. And that's why he made mistakes. Okay, everybody know who Charles Woodson is. Mm-hmm. And I should tell Wood all the time, no, that's no great play. You do, just do your job. If you do your job because your ability, you're going to make those plays. And that's what he did. When he tried to make a great play, he heard from it. He didn't like hearing from it, but he, I got in his ear real fast. Right now, the quarterback quit trying to play outside the scheme, execute, play fundamental football, He's not throwing those interceptions. He's trying to do some great things. They're not asking him to make great plays. They're asking him one thing, just do your job like you've been doing it. If you do that, you are going to be a great player, which you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you you look at uh, going back over to the defense side. So they did a good job, man, To while there were some leaky plays. All right? they The guys running behind, it should have been a touchdown when my man uh, didn't have help over. They got beat deep. Should have been a touchdown. There were those plays. So don't get it. I'm not sugarcoating any of that, but they kept him out of the end zone, Vance. Uh, you know, sudden change opportunities. Uh, you know, they they get on the field. There's a, there are interceptions. Uh, there's the fumble by special teams. They kept him out of the end zone, and so that that to me, and one of the big reasons why is Bowling Green come out nothing as far as the run game is concerned. Mm-hmm. Nothing consistent until the end of the game. Yeah, where they getting some some guys loose, open in the secondary. Yeah, from time to time, but when they tried to run that rock, it was no dice. Other than that counter that you talked about, and that's been big all year long. Though the run game, even go back to last year, we played great run defense, and that's key. If you can force a team to pass when you want them to pass, you have to be pretty good defensively. For the most part this season, we've done that. The defensive front, the linebackers, and the secondary have run support. They've done a great job, and and getting in the proper gaps, defeating blocks, and stopping the run. And you get in the red zone, we get more aggressive with different kind of blitzes. There's no depth to the field. So the secondary, the states is a lot closer to the line of scrimmage. So we've done a great job of tackling, great job of getting off of blocks, and that's been why we've been so successful on defense. But now we're going to play teams going to be a little bit better with the offensive line. We can't afford to make the little minor errors we made against the Bowling Greens of the world in East Carolina. We make it against the Rutgers and the Penn States of the world. We can have some issues. Our defensive front has been outstanding. I've been harping on that the entire year. I love the way our defensive front is playing right now. Our linebackers, their execution, their run fits, they've done a tremendous job. Now you're going to play a physical Rutgers run team. You're going to find out, can we get off a block? Can we execute? If we do, we'll win this ball game again, two, three touchdowns easily. Yeah, Aaron Taylor was on and said defense had to deal with four turnovers. And get, didn't give up a touchdown. I, I, I that's saying something. That's, that's, saying, that's something. saying a lot. That is saying a lot. My hats been off them all year long. Jesse Minner has caught, done a great job in calling defenses and getting his guys in position to make plays. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24 hour streaming channel serving non stop goals highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, Vance, let's get to some of the questions. John A. Schultz kind of touched on one of the points that you brought up, said, Vance, how will the return of Will Johnson and Rod Moore tighten up this secondary for Big Ten play? I think both of those guys are great playmakers. In other words, when the ball's in the air, those guys have a tendency to come down with the ball. They're, they're ball hawks. That's what they are. And I think we need that right now. Uh, with Johnson playing corner, guys don't get behind him because he walks up on a guy, he's so big, he gets his hands on him. He makes it difficult for people to get over the top of him. And then more, again, he's been playing a lot of ball for us. My only concern for those guys is how serious was their injuries and why are they playing so little right now? So that means they're not healthy. So when they come back, they're going to be a little bit rusty. I mean, I, it's like when you look at the NFL right now. First couple of ball games, they, man, things are so sloppy. Yeah, they don't play in the preseason games anymore. So it's the same for these guys coming back from injuries. They haven't really played. They're not in game uh, uh, ready, readiness to go out there and play. You can go work out and practice, but playing in the game is totally different. And they have to find that out. So I'm looking forward to this ball game to see both of those guys playing more. And I'm not saying the guys that are playing right now not doing a, a good job. I'm not saying that. But there's a reason why you have guys that are starters and guys in the, on second team are learning how to become starters one day. And right now, they're still in the learning mode. The starters need to be back out there. Yeah, to get to another question, it, it kind of uh, adds on to one that I already asked about what – do you encouraged by what he really like it? You know, what are you feel like you have to work on? I want to sort of narrow it down and say, Vance, after the first games, what areas of concern do you have for the defense? You went over a number of them. What would be the biggest though? What would you prioritize? What would you say right now? Okay. Th- we got to get better at this right now. This what's the most important thing that they improve right now. Pass game, defending the pass. And right now we get great pressure. So sometimes you don't see guys being open. We need to do a better job as far as the back seven, understanding formations, how people are attacking us, and how to react to it. And then for the corners to make sure that based on the fundamentals and the technique they're being taught, that they utilize those things. And it comes back to understanding the game. For example, if I'm a corner, what is the split of number one to number two? All that's part of it because that tells you what kind of route you're When you start game planning, you have every game in there, Sam. There's normally four games in a scouting report. So if you're doing your due diligence, you're going to understand how the guy gets in the stance, what his favorite route is, if you press him, what he likes to do. What's the difference split between one and two? That tells me what kind of route I'm going to get and how, how I should attack that. All those things are part of that. So you have to study to prepare yourself to be successful on game day. And maybe, maybe you're not studying enough. I'm, I don't know. And I'm not talking about spending time with the coaches. That's on your own. Everything's on iPads right now. You know, back in the day, you had to come over to the facility and watch the video. Now they have iPads. They have all kinds of time to watch, to watch what's going on. Now get, get off the game boy or game ready, whatever you call them, the games they play, and get ready to play football. It's just that simple. Vance broke out the game boy from back in the 90s. Okay? Whatever it is. I never had it, so I don't know. Hey, man, no, I think you touched on it, and this is not – so, Vance, don't jump on me for making excuses. I'm not making excuses. But you touched on it already. You got some guys who have been thrust up the depth chart because 
the the main guys are out. Will Johnson's out. You know, Rob Moore's out. Now you have some depth, some guys who have played some football, but in some cases, not a lot or not a lot here. So number 12, Josh Wallace, he's a transfer. You know, he just got here in the summer. Keon Sab, number three, who we like, he's getting his first extended action, right? That's not excuses. I'm not making fans, fans. I'm not making excuses, man. You good? You good? I'm just, I'm just pointing out a point that you made that you are missing a couple of your top guys right now, and that's that's going to show up one way or another. You know what? I, I've been, I've been reading G. Harden's book, and one of the things in his book, the young guys come talk to him and frustrated why they're not playing. He said, you know what? Show the coaches why you ought to be starting. Show them in practice. Are you giving 100% effort every single snap you get out there? When you get a chance to play, are you showing them that you should be the guy? It, Sam, it's just that simple. You say, oh, guys, come and coach while I'm not playing. Well, let me put the video on it. Let me show you. <laughs> Their dad called me. Okay, you want to come up here? I got about 20 clips. You want to take a look at this video? I can show you why he on the sideline, standing next to me drinking Gatorade. So why are you mad? He telling you one story. I got the video right here. So as G. Harden say, Show them that you deserve to be that guy. So with the guys that are out injured right now, if I'm on the field playing, I'm doing everything I can not to let them get back on the field. When I was at Michigan back in 95, and Chuck Winters was my starting safety, Marcus was a backup safety. Chuck got hurt. Marcus got on the football field. He's like, yeah, I should be the starter. He played that way. Mm-hmm. He made it hard for Chuck to get that job back, but the old philosophy back in the day is that an injured guy can't, can't lose his job by being hurt. And that's how it was. But at the end of the day, Marcus Ray was actually playing better than Chuck Winters was. He showed I should be on the football field. And that's why we made sure he played in every ball game. So for all you guys out there playing right now, I'm not being super critical. I'm just, from a coach's standpoint, if I'm out there starting, I'm doing everything I can for that guy that's injured not to ever touch the football field again. Saying back in night, and I go back to 1977. I was a freshman at Texas. At that time, they had 120 guys on scholarship. So I got my first day of practice, I'm on fourth team. And I'm not telling you, not, not walk on. They're all on scholarship. There's a lot more scholarships back then. Sam, I had a high ankle sprain. Do you know I didn't miss practice? Because I know once I moved up, I, as a freshman, I was a fifth defensive back as a freshman. I would pass all them cats up as a freshman. But I knew if you injured and lose your spot, you might not get it back. So I was hungry. So I'm telling you guys right now, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't care if you just transferred in. I don't care who you are. You're on the football field. You better, hey, I'm keeping that cat on the sideline. He lost his job. If that's not your mindset, well, I'm just I'm just substituting for a while. You shouldn't be at Michigan then. My job is to take your job and keep him on the sideline. Coach, the best guy playing right now, he hurt. Let him stay hurt. Because <laughs> I'm all confident right now. And to be honest with you, I've seen some good things. I don't see all-conference play. And I want to see all-conference play to say, hey, I deserve to be the starter. All right. All right, Vance, let's keep it going. How about this for a question from Mr. Jones? Vance, how much of a difference will Harbaugh being back make for the for the defense and for the team as a whole? None. None. I mean, he doesn't call any plays. On offensive defense, as far as I know, I mean, he probably at practice, he gets after guys, that type of thing on game day. I mean, think about the first two ball games. They have not had any problems. Think about it. They really haven't. 
I mean, Jerome Moore's calling the offense. Justin Minnis calling the defense. You got a special teams coordinator. I mean, so that's not going to make much of a difference because you know what he did? He had a game plan. He laid that game plan out. His staff, they have executed that game plan. That's what good coaches do. They hire good assistants. They put a game plan down and get out of the way and say, you go get the job done. And that's what he's done. So you're not going to miss You're not going to see much difference. So, t- so tell me this. When, when do you feel the head coach? Where do you feel the head coach more and when? When you're, getting some, big, when you're getting some big games and the pressure hitting, the media's there, man, he shows up big. He really does. Because, you know, he has to be the motivator. He has to be the guy who's coaching the coaches to make sure we're all on the same page. If they're doing something that's not up to par, hey, coach, you need to work on this and get this done the right way so the players can have success on the football field. That's what great head coaches do. They don't coach offense. They don't coach defense. They coach the coaches, and then they oversee everything else. And I think that's something Harbaugh has gotten into. His philosophy, though, we're going to run the ball. We're going to be physical. We're going to be tough. That is his philosophy. So the people he hired, they execute the things he believes in. And that's what you're seeing right now. And you got a quarterback right now on offense that can actually throw the football. He's athletic. He can also beat you with his feet. And you're seeing some of those things. They're utilizing his athletic ability to run the football a little bit more to keep people off balance. All right. So it's funny that you mentioned old Jim Harbaugh. Let me let, let me bring old Jimmy into, into the deal here real quick and share this with the people. They they told me that Jim Harbaugh had a little something to say about us. So here's old Jimmy right here. Tell me, make sure you tell me you can hear this, man. Okay. Uh, you know, the commentators on the, you know, the, the national broadcast, the NFL broadcasters, uh, our local radio guys here, uh, WTKA and Ann Arbor, Sam Webb, got to, got to hear a lot of these uh, um, over the, over the course of those three weeks and they come out, yeah, that's about right. They're, uh, they're seeing it pretty much exactly the way it is. Hey, Jim. <laughs> what you think about that, Vince? What you think about that? Hey, you know what? He, hey, he just signed his name behind us. If Hallball can sign his name behind us, we need more people doing the same thing. Hey, he just gave us some free advertising. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, hey, hey, man. Shout out to Jim. Appreciate you, Jim. Appreciate that. You know, he shows love on the national national broadcast. So let's get back to the questions from the people. All right. The next one up. So you love Lil Mike. Blank name seems to think that he's spotted Lil Mike getting caught flat-footed a couple weeks in a row. You think that's accurate, Vance? Mike, I think, is reading things, so he's trying to put himself in a position to make more plays based on what the defense is asking him. You know, last year he didn't play much corner. This year he's playing corner. It's different out there. It's one thing to be inside playing nickel. At corner, if you get caught flat-footed versus the wrong receivers, you get run by real fast. So it's a new experience for him being on the outside. But he's, he's shown that he's a playmaker out there also. So, no, I don't think he's been really caught flat-footed with it's really hurt him that much. All right. Moving on to the next question. Let's – oh, so talking about the, the touchdown, that would be touchdown that was dropped. Uh, Brian, Brian Block says, Wallace can't jump a route if he doesn't have over-the-top help. Got very lucky that it was a drop. Is that what you saw happen on that play? 
it was a double move. It was a double move. He broke on the first move. And double moves is something you have to work on in practice as far as teaching guys where and how to break. Reading a body language based on if it's a hitch or a slant, slant with shoulder you have to break on. And those are all the things that a coach, they need to work on to teach the players how to defend those type of things. If not, double move will get you all the time. You know, I used to spend a lot of time with certain guys on that to teach them what to break. What's your breaker point? If you're on a slant or you're by yourself and you drive on the shoulder. Because now if the shoulder change, I can react to it. If it's a hitch, you drive on the backside hip. So now if they run a hitch, you try to turn up, they got to turn right through you. So it's a breaking area that you have to break through. When you're in a situation like that, it's tough to get interceptions. You get fast breakups and you make tackles. When you go for the interception, that means you're breaking on the wrong shoulder, they get behind you for big plays. All right. Let's move on to the next one. All right. Uh, that's a, another question about Harbaugh coming back. All right. Here's one. LT, Vance, what are some com- counters to formations to the boundary? What are some counters to that? Well, right now, we're really a field defense. If you run just, for example, when they go to a four-man front, and you can run over defense, the nickel back and travel to the boundary, or you play man-to-man, he travels into the boundary. So, again, playing a four-man front, not a five-man front, basically, you know, you can hide certain things. But that's, that's always going to be tough to defend week in and week out because you must show your hand what you're doing. You got to show that you're either playing man or zone when you put formation to the boundary. Last year, a couple of times, we got hurt. People got formation to the boundary, Sam, and threw the ball into the boundary. And we did a very poor job of, of defending those plays. We haven't seen that this year. They get formation to the boundary, they just run on the football. Or you get formation to the boundary, motion back to the field. We haven't had many passes into the boundary that really affected us this year, but – Get ready. We could see it coming up. All right. Moving on. Good, good questions coming through. Uh, this is one. Uh, one wants to know what's going on with Marion Walker. Uh, I'll get an update. I'd heard uh, be, before the game against UNLV that he was close and that they thought he was going to play against Bowling Green, but he was ruled out during the week. So get an update here, hopefully in the next couple of days. But he's one that they were looking to, obviously, former receiver, 6'4", 180 pounds, 185, I think. No, he said he was up to 193, as a matter of fact. Can run, you know, legit 4'3 guy, you know, has a change of direction, you know, real quick, but needed to learn the position. That's a dude who needs snaps. He needs snaps. And miss the, missing the non-conference uh, is – that, that's that's a tough one for a guy making the position switch, fans. It really is. Trying to make a, a switch from wide receiver to defensive back. And you haven't played. Now you're finna get into your conference play where you're playing against better talent. That's difficult. It's difficult for anybody. I mean, you, you look at little Mike. I mean, he more or less played nickelback. So, again, he's surrounded by backers, safeties, and corners. And he's been a really good zone player. You put him out wide, it's been a, it's been a change for him also playing corner. So now you're going to bring a guy, another guy like Mike to play corner and he's 6'4". Man, it's different. He got to learn coverage responsibility. He know the offensive part, how people attack defenses, but now he has to understand where his help is, what he needs to take away, when, when he should break on the ball. If he's 6'4", that means he's probably a long strider. So therefore, how he comes out of his break might be a little bit slower. How quick, can, how, how quick is his acceleration from point A to point B? 
So it's, it's a big transition. So he missed out on a lot of opportunities to get a lot of playing time. All right. This is an interesting question from Brian, Brian Block again. He said, Vance, considering some injuries in the secondary, are Michigan safeties interchangeable? Do they have similar, similar responsibilities instead of saying one is a free safety, one is a strong safety? I always believe you've got to teach them to do both. And watching our guys play, I think that you can interchange those guys. They can play both. Because the defense is almost, you cut it in half and fold it. But most of the time, they're doing the same thing. The only time they're doing something different is when you're running lightning or you're running a Sam stunt, which means you're bringing the nickel Sam off the edge. Then you got to come down and be a curl flat technique. Otherwise, not everything they do, it's the same. So, yes, I think they can be interchangeable, and it's not a problem. All right, yeah, Blank Man agrees. Walker definitely needed those cupcake games. Yeah, it was. that's a missed opportunity. Uh, you know, can't do anything about being injured. Uh, but that that's a that's a tough one uh, for a guy who uh, Jim was looking at. It's like, man, he he has a uh, inside track on being a starter. Just hadn't been able to be out there uh, as of yet. Here's one, Vance, off the beaten path. This is from Mike Layton. Uh, Vance, I wish I played football and had you as a coach. I said, as long as you can play, <laughs> as long as you can count to three, right? Uh, <laughs> what? What meat and recipe do you recommend to cook up for the Rutgers game? Man, if you're at home, you could throw you a pork shoulder on there, some pulled pork. Man, season this thing up, and all you need is some good just black pepper, salt, and a little garlic. You know, 50-50 match. Man, mix that thing up. Season it overnight, put it in there. Get up first thing in the morning, throw it on the grill. Man, it cooks itself. And I, I wrap mine probably about when it gets to about 165. I actually put it in a, in a tin foil, a little apple juice in there, and it just steams itself. When it gets about 205, Sam, I let it rest for about an hour. I pull the bone out. Man, I just start crying because it smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> meat to make you cry, Vance. Meat to make oh, you man, cry. Oh, man, man. It just smells the whole house up. Man, I got, hey, I have smoke in my backyard. I got neighbors looking. I think I got a fire going on. They know it must be Vance again. <laughs> All right. Hey, here, here's one from Redding Haynes. Redding Haynes wants to know, my man Vance, who do you see as the best teams in the country at this point in the season, the biggest threat to Michigan on the schedule right now? Ohio State is trying to find who they are with a quarterback right now. They're trying to run the ball, be more physical because of last year. Uh, they have probably some of the best receivers in the country, but the quarterback right now has not found a way to make those guys to be the best people in the country. When I look at USC, I think the quarterback out there is special. The receivers they have, probably better than Ohio State. So at worst, they equal to Ohio State. Defense suspect. I look at my school, University of Texas, they can't run the football. If you can't run the football, you can't win, in my honest opinion. Uh, Alabama, well, you see they've been struggling. Georgia, they took it easy in the first half, but South Carolina is not, not a pushover team. Brand-new quarterback. So right now they're in position – well, you have a chance to beat them right now. Florida State beat LSU on the road, so that was a very impressive game. But Michigan, as good as it is still, I think, I think Georgia, I think it's Michigan, probably USC because of that quarterback. I would say Texas, uh, then probably Florida State. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's move on. 
All right, this one from a comment from Darren Groner. Defense, defensive front seven as a whole are as good as advertised. We definitely need the starters back in the secondary because we got burnt twice by Bowling Green wide receivers. That's pretty (laughs) – he said that's pretty embarrassing. Should have been a touchdown, but luckily dude dropped it. That's exactly what you said, Baz. The defensive front has played great. The offensive – the secondary is not playing poorly by any means. They've been solid. But the expectations is more than what we've seen. And we've had – People have gotten behind us. And you don't expect that out of our secondary because we've been pretty good the last couple of years. But because of the front's been so awesome, they've been so just devastating to offensive lines, it hadn't really shown up. But now as we get into better teams, we need to show up offense. That's why, again, the guys are injured, need to be back, need to be healthy. And the guys who are playing, when I was there with Lloyd Carr, he used to say this all the time, the expectation is for the position. So no matter who you are, the expectations for the position when you're out there. So there's no excuses. Whether you're a transfer out there, whether you're a freshman, makes no difference. You put on that amazing blue, that's all that needs to be said and done. Go out there and get your job done. And we've had some minor issues of guys getting behind us. We need to clean it, clean it up. And no, it's not embarrassing that Bowling Green receivers ran by us a couple of times. They actually had some pretty good wide receivers. You know, I'm just happy they didn't have a good quarterback because maybe we've seen a different story. All right, uh, Anwar Williams has asked a couple times, do you see any issues of defending fade balls, nine routes? You see that showing up in any as any issue for this secondary? People haven't really had a chance to attack us that way because they've been running for their lives. And so it's hard to say now. I think a couple of times people have gotten by us, and it could become a problem. Right now, it is not a problem. So I think those are some things we have to straw up. Remember last year, I had some concerns about that too. I mean, Turner up been a second-round pick, and we say how fast he was. He went and ran a 4-2-9 at the combine. I didn't see 4-2-9 on game day when people kept running by him because he wasn't catching up. And so, again, those same issues could really ugly head once we start playing better quarterbacks with, with better receivers. Brian, I've seen the question. You've asked it like 12 times. I, I haven't heard anything about Mason Graham being hurt. Uh, he played uh, at Link last week, had a little, little scuffle uh, in the game. I'll uh, have to – we'll certainly check, but I haven't heard anything so far about him being banged up. But, you know, we'll certainly keep the ear to the ground and, and check it out to see if there's anything going on, number 55. He's been he, playing quite a bit, though, Sam. I mean, it's they playing a lot of guys right now. He starts the game off, and they're rotating guys in. And it's one thing to be a starter as a young guy, but when you become the guy, I mean, it's a little bit different. So there's more pressure on him also. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's that second year, year one or year two. That growth, he's he's starting to understand the defense, so he's trying to play within the scheme, and he's going to be better and better as the season goes on. Because you know, I'm a, I'm a Graham Frank uh, fan. You know that from last season. Yeah, I, I'll certainly. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there are any rumors out there to that effect. I don't know why where that question is coming from, but it certainly will put some feelers out here. Uh, I don't think I'll get a response by the end of this episode, but certainly uh, if, if there's something to be talked about. Uh, that doesn't compromise anything, we'll do so over on the michiganinsider.com. Before we get out of here, uh, Brian T. Wetzel, you, you mentioned Ohio State. There's a lot of feeling out there that Penn State is, is the team that's most up there with Michigan, that Penn State is the biggest threat to Michigan, that Penn State is a team that is a legit contender. What about the Nittany Lions, man? 
a lot of people are saying right now they could be one of the better teams in the country. Quarterbacks playing good, receivers. And again, you know, I, I mentioned already about Maryland and Penn State running RPOs. And that's a concern. And Maryland and, and, and Penn State, they have the players, offensive line, running back, quarterback, and receivers can make that thing go. That could present us with a big problem. And, and to be honest, over the past several years, when you watch Penn State play, they play everybody close. For some reason, in the fourth quarter, they have a tendency to fold. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, again, I got to go back to, you know, that means the head coach must be tight because they've had some talent. I'm just calling what it is, what I see. That's what I've seen from Penn State for the past three years. Mm-hmm. They've been in a game in the fourth quarter. For some reason, they either get conservative, they get tight, and they end up losing ball games. So if hopefully if he stays that way, it'd be another win for us again. But talent wise, yeah, it could be a problem because they're gonna RPO us. The quarterback can run around, make plays, the receivers can, and they're gonna play some pretty good defense. On defense now, I know the, I know the D coordinator. He is a blitzing fool. I mean, he's gonna blitz you. He's gonna bring six. He what he likes to do. He brings six, plays two underneath and three deep. So he's gonna overload things. If he if you hit it right, you're in the secondary. You go for a big play. If you hit it wrong, it's either attacker for a loss, it's a cause fumble, interception. And he's a high-risk, high-reward type defensive coordinator. And that's what they do defensively. So that that could give our offense some problems. And we if we turn the football over versus Penn State, we're not playing Bowling Green, but keep, keep people out of the end zone. We're going to play a pretty good offensive line. Yeah, and Diaz uh, definitely has earned, earned his reputation for aggression. And, you know, the interesting thing about their quarterback uh, this year, Drew Aller, he doesn't he doesn't run around quite as well as the guy before him, Sean Clifford. But he moves. He can he can actually like he's a big arm guy that can still run around some, and he has a bigger arm than uh, than the guy he just he's a he's a better passer than the quarterback he just replaced while still giving you some some of that mobility. Not quite the same runner, but still a good runner too. I'm starting to think they are the bigger threat of the two. And plus, Michigan plays that game on the road, Vance. They they play Ooh. in Happy Valley. So is that nighttime? Uh, probably. It's probably gonna be. Have they have yep. they announced the game time of that game yet? Let me look and see. I bet you it's gonna be at night though. It's I gonna wait. be a whiteout at nighttime. The fans gonna be crazy. It's a tough place to play at nighttime in a whiteout now. Yeah, you know, you know a little something about being over there at Penn State, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, I guess I do. <laughs> that hit by my man, Dadrian Taylor, which, you know, ended his career and that tight end. I know. It, it, the game's at noon, man. It's, it's a big noon kickoff game uh, on, on November 11th, so it's at noon. Okay, so had a good time. They had a good time. So we, we should be all right. But, again, Manny Diaz, he's going to bring heat for the offense now. That, if you hit a big play, the next time you go out there, he's coming at you again. That's what he does. He don't have a back off. And the offense right now, they can score points offensively. So that could be a big a big challenge for us. On the road, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But, again, that's down the line. only thing that matters right now is Rutgers. Uh-huh. we got to find a way to beat Rutgers. Seattle's going to come blitz us. And, again, he might throw the ball 12 times a game. He can't beat us running the ball, in my honest opinion. So he has to throw it, something that they not they don't do very well. And so, again, I, 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 we're going to win by – I'm going to up that score. Say, I'm, I'm going to go 28 to 10. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That was it. Right, look, we out, We already passed time. We little, went a little past time because we got started a little bit late. Uh, we we being cold, if you got a last question, you better get it in quick. You better get it in quick. This is last call. As uh, someone asked a little bit earlier, says, Sam, you know, Marty wanted to know, 
He said, did you hear Harbaugh calling you out on the... Did we hear Harbaugh calling us out on the Big Ten Network? <laughs> yes, we heard about... Now, I didn't hear it live. We were doing the live with uh, with Al. And then somebody came and said, man, Harbaugh just, just said your name on the Big Ten Network. And so, yeah, we, we heard about it. Uh, so, it was cool. That was cool. We appreciate we're moving it. Moving on up, Sam. Just like George <laughs> Jefferson said, we're moving on up to the east side. <laughs> Hey, man, trying to, trying to. We try to get there, try to get there. So, folks, uh, we have got to get out of here. I don't see the question for you. Oh, 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 oh. okay. All right, fans. We be we being called one and oh, Is it safe, fans? Is it safe? Hey, listen to me. <laughs> I'm going whisper this just so they can hear. It's not safe for Rutgers because <laughs> the train is coming, baby. The train is coming. Get on the train and get out the way. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's how we go in. We go in on that note. Because there's probably some people who just got in the got in the stream, don't know what we were talking about. We're gonna <laughs> end like this with Vance Bepper breaking us down, giving us a little, giving us a little hype up, right? Letting us know what it is. Yeah, this is one Mr. Vance Beffer. Let's share with the people right here, oh, right now. We're rolling. We got it rolling. It's like I tell people, get on the train right now because Coach Strong got it coming. Because right now, the light at the end of the tunnel is not safe. It's not safe. The future is coming. If you're in the way, we're going to roll right through you. So get on the train now. So all you people on the side, if you're on the side, it's coming. Coach Strong got the train rolling. We got the guys. We got some great recruiters. Some great some coaches on their staff. We're getting the right people here. We're going to get it back to what it's supposed to be. We expect for that stadium to be 55,000, standing room only. People on the go, let me in. Let me in. Why? Because the train is rolling. So anybody out there, I can't tell you what's going to happen right now, but it's coming. Get on board or get out the way. Hey, <laughs> man. <Amen. laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me, let me in, Vince. Let me in. Oh, hey, hey, like I said, for Rutgers, it's not safe. It's not safe for all you fans out there. Hey, get on to Michigan Insider. Join us because you know what? Sooner or later, it might be too late. We might have so many people looking at this show sound. They got to turn off. You say it's too late. You can't get in. It's full. We can't have any more fans. So right now, we got a chance for you. Get on the train. Because it's coming. <laughs> hey, man, they calling you the original Coach Prime. <laughs> hey, I was doing it before Prime was. I just wasn't a famous. <laughs> oh, man, that's a hell of a way to end the show. Folks, we always have fun. You know, we always have fun with Vance, especially when we're talking about victories. But he always keeps it real, as you'll see on the film study. We talk about the good and the bad. We talk about the things they need to improve. Some of the things that he focused on in this breakdown, he goes through in great detail in the film study. So be sure to check that out. All the film studies are posted on Wednesday. All right? All the film studies are posted on Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Also, we're going to have uh, episode three of Steady Dropping Dives with Devin Gardner and Daniel Horton in its Official time, 3 to 4. It'll be a live 3 to 4 in the afternoon every Wednesday. So be sure. That's the all-sports show where we talk about everything. We talk about NFL. 
We talk about Coach Prime. We talk about Mel Tucker. Talk about Mel Tucker last week. So we we run the gamut as far as that show is concerned. So look forward to seeing you over on that stream. In the meantime, in between time, get on the train. Get on the train. Just like Van said, right? Because <laughs> the train is coming back around next time, next week, same time, right here on the Michigan Football Breakdown, focused on the defense with Vance Beth. Go Blue.